Hi, I'm Yusuf Zin. My latest TVO Today podcast is on how a Canadian ends up in a Chinese prison, and if he's even alive. Listen and subscribe to Extradition. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a TVO podcast. Hey, it's Colin here. I want to tell you about something brand new from our friends over at the On Poly team. It's the On Poly newsletter, and you can get it in your inbox twice a week. It's a newsletter brought to you by the people who make the On Poly podcast, which is hosted by my buds, John Michael McGrath and Steve Pakin. If you haven't listened to On Poly yet, you really should. You've never heard Ontario politics being discussed this way before. And now you can get behind the scenes of the podcast with their brand new On Poly newsletter. Subscribe now. Go to tvo.org slash newsletter and subscribe today. Hi, I'm Colin Ellis, and you're listening to On Docs, a podcast about documentaries and the stories they tell. Today's guest is one of the world's most renowned contemporary artists. He's been a thorn in the Chinese government's side for years. He's been arrested. He's won awards for his art and his activism. And hey, he makes documentaries too. It's Ai Weiwei. Today we're talking about his new documentary, The Rest. It got its North American premiere at the Hot Docs Festival in Toronto last April. The doc is an unflinching look at the human face of an issue most of us only ever hear about in news reports. Ai Weiwei and his team traveled to countries all over Europe to film and speak with the men, women, and children fleeing war-torn countries like Syria and Afghanistan. Many of them find themselves stuck in refugee camps in Lebanon or being tear-gassed by police on the Greek-Macedonian border. It's a sequel of sorts to his 2017 film, Human Flow, which also looked at the refugee crisis. Both films show just how desperate their lives have become and the toll it takes on them physically and emotionally. It also exposes the reluctance and outright hostility many countries have towards refugees. It's not just someone being harmed by war or by famine. It's our heart, our our deep heart, uh, our understanding of our humanity about who we are and how we relate to each other. It was an incredible experience interviewing Ai Weiwei in person, and so without further ado, here is our conversation. Well, first let me just say I really enjoyed uh, both The Rest and Human Flow, so thank you for making them. Thank you. It's um, quite surprising. Those bo- both films are received better in Toronto than anywhere else. Really? Why do you think that is? I have no idea. It's a... Uh, you know, we have uh, statistics, you know, which city people are more passionate or watching those films. And uh, it turned out to be. And uh, turned to have much better um, viewership than Germany. Which, you know, German have uh, 1.2 million refugees. But uh, they are much more... Uh, um, defensive on that issue. I think maybe Canada have a much more mixed uh, migrants from different areas. They they want to share or to see, you know, what is a different um, perspective mm-hmm. on, on this issue. Why did you choose the, the title "The Rest"? <laughs> the rest uh, have two meanings. First, it come from the nine hundred hours of footage when we shooting, uh, we added the first film, Human Flow. 
So we have a large amount, 900 hours of footage. So in, in there is a lot of interviews and personal uh, uh, stories uh, in relating to individuals. So we don't, so that is the rest of the material, but uh, symbolically the refugee is the rest, mm-hmm. is someone uh, which is a waste of our, our society. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, they become a refugee. It's um, there. We don't see them as part of us. So as a tragic um, situation, mm-hmm. we don't we don't have come with this kind of conclusion. That's part of our body. We are as the one. So that's why we have the title. Yeah, I also thought maybe like they, they're also searching for rest as well, and also uh, that 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 also is true. They all have their own reasons to come. They have relatives or their brothers or sisters in different locations. They want to be united, and uh, this is maybe that's uh, the strongest and also. The argument they would have is they want to stay together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's referred to as a crisis, a global refugee crisis, or I think if you, you refer to it as a human crisis. Do you think people are listening, though? I don't know if people listening or not. I I, I think uh, people in general uh, forget where we come from and uh, forget the struggle through history of uh, human struggle. And uh, that is um, that is a true tragic. It's not just someone being harmed by war or by famine. It's our heart, our our deep heart, uh, our understanding of our humanity, about who we are and how we relate to each other. When those beliefs has been shattered, uh, shattered and uh, and being destroyed. And uh, it worries me, and it worries uh, should worry all, all, all the people in the society who we are and uh, what kind of society we we are trying to build. Why do you think people are, I guess, choosing to to forget? Uh, that's uh, that's uh, really needs to be examined by uh, psychologists, or you know, we see people has been hurt and but uh, then later you see the same people would hurt other people the same way mm-hmm. so why I don't know about this kind of human behaving but uh, but that's a fact you wrote in the Guardian a while ago that the refugee crisis isn't about refugees it's about us what do you mean by that I think if today we still cannot uh, have this kind of understanding the whole, whole society as one, the whole humanity as one. If we don't see the bleeding, it's really come from our own uh, skin. You know, the wound is, is just from part of us. Then if we don't stop it, it will eventually ruin the whole body. Mm. And uh, I always think that's the only way, way we can survive is to see humanity as one. And otherwise, we'll be easily divided by politicians, by different kind of interest group, to 
to fight uh, which, uh, under, with each other and refuse others, then we create a, a very dangerous society. Do you think anything has changed since uh, between when Human Flow came out and when the rest is coming out this year? Has much changed at all for refugees? And many things changes, but not to the uh, favorite uh, direction, but to even worse. You mm. see, um, politicians or countries uh, start to make policies to make it more difficult to stop uh, the people who desperately need help. And uh, yeah, it doesn't it changed, but it doesn't change for better. Mm. There's a lot of footage of um, uh, you shot in like in 23 countries. Is that's right? We chatted uh, around uh, 23 countries. Yeah. Well, in, in Europe in particular, I mean, you were in France, uh, you were on the Macedonian border, and I'm just thinking of these images of, um, you know, riot police and uh, shelters that refugees have erected where they've been torn down. It's hard to believe that we're in Europe. I don't know where am I go. Kind of made me wonder why why European countries in particular are so why are they struggling with this so much? I think basically not to criticize Euro- Europeans but the human beings are selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, deeply selfish and uh, deeply have no compassion with others. Uh, very often they pretend to point out the other country, other nations doesn't have that possibility. But when I come to their own countries, you can clearly tell, you know, it's the same. You know, uh, it happens in many, many uh, third world nations where you see tragic. But after globalization, you see this kind of colonial ideas and this kind of struggle has been reflected in the globalization. And uh, today's Europe or the West are very much lived uh, upon this uh, benefit of the globalization. Mm. But that at the same time creates a lot of uh, regional uh, conflicts or poor and rich are so, so widely div- divided. So those things are we all know it, but we all know the border is not the border drawn on the map. You know, mm-hmm. we all see the corporations. You know, China or Canada or U.S. or or uh, Europe. They are they have a, a lot of a lot of much deeper uh, connections, which is beyond the physical. Uh, map, you know, or, or the war they try to build on, you know, between Mexico and the the United States, which is just an illusion. And uh, we know this is uh, uh, the illness is much deeper and much profound. So, but we don't same time we don't want to recognize it because we still enjoy this uh, moment. You know, same uh, we all um, profited from it, but eventually. I will become big disaster if we don't recognize that. Yeah, well, I guess I guess going forward, I mean, what do you think is, I guess, the worst case scenario if if more countries, not just Europe, but I guess Canada, the U.S., China, perhaps Gulf states, if they don't do more to to resolve this crisis, I will create uh, more monsters, more disasters. Um, this is inevitable. Um, if you say. The Gulf nation, you know, have somebody murdered in their own embassy, 
And、uh, you know, as American journalists from Washington Post, everybody say it, everybody know it, but nobody care.、Mm -hmm. So then, how do you evaluate、uh, about our you know national politics and uh, and uh, you know? So if we simply put us with no choice, do we accept that to say, oh, that's normal? Okay, then what is not normal? You know, everything can be normal. If we let those criminals or those ob、uh, obviously a criminal act to to maintain as nothing happened, so we become a part of the criminal. It's just so simple because、mm. we accept it. Do you ever meet with politicians? Do they ever? Do you talk to them about the refugee crisis, or do you? Do they seek your advice at all? Like, what do you say I, to them? I. I don't think they want to listen to me. I often meet the、uh, uh, politicians, but、uh, of course they don't. They don't want to listen to those. They want to listen to my criticize about Chinese government,、mm -hmm. basically. But、uh, I think there's much more profound crisis in the world. It's not just Chinese. Chinese is part of the problem.、Mm -hmm. So people don't want to listen to what they don't want to listen to,、mm -hmm. and、uh, that's that's very clear. And、uh, Yeah, but、uh, as artists, I'm not going to,、uh, you know, decorate their life, but rather to to speak out of my truth、uh, feelings. I'm wondering if the refugees、uh, that you speak spoke to in this film and in Human Flow,、um, how much of, how much how how badly do they want to actually return to their countries? How badly do they want to go back to Syria and back to Iraq and back to Afghanistan? And now that the trip. The travel is finished. What is、uh, the hope? What is the next goal? What is the future? There's two facts. <clears throat> after I visit these twenty-three nations, after meet、uh, hundreds thousands of refugees, I we went to forty biggest camps. One fact is none of them, not a single of them, want to leave their home. Their home can be poor, can be most and. Unsinkable conditions, but that's their home, you know. For generations, they're there until one day that、uh, that being destroyed, they have to leave. Otherwise, they will die. They say their house is burning. They say their women being raped. They say their, you know, they say any everything. We think it's not acceptable.、Mm -hmm. So. Very small pr proportion managed to come to Europe. Very small. Less than five percent of refugees ever can make it to Europe. Over ninety percent of being hosted in the nations, neighbors, which only take two percent of world、uh, growth. You know, Lebanon, Turkey, Jordan, all those nations have the refugee population equals to their. Residency, or even sometimes it can be higher.、Yeah. In many cases, so we can see that's a fact. Nobody want to leave their home、mm -hmm. till somebody destroys that home, and、uh, with the purpose they will never even understand why. And、uh, second, and everybody when they come to a, a new location, I will take them. Not just years, but generations to ex to be to feel they are comfortably settled 
or or integrate to the society. Almost not possible. The German uh, society in in Berlin, you see taxi drivers they all from Turkey. If you ask them, they're second or third generation of Turkish.、Hmm. They all drive taxis, and、uh, you know Germany. It's just, and、uh, of course, when the nations accept refugees, they are basically lacking of the labor. You know, it's like two millions or three millions of shortage of the people can work for the society. But it's not easy for those、uh, refugees. They've been neglected. They've been waiting for years to waiting for some information to 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 deal with that. I mean, think about if you're a young person, you're you're perfectly healthy, you want to work, but you cannot work. You always have to live on somebody give you a few bucks to to survive. What kind of insult? What kind of image you have on yourself? How your children will look at you? And、uh, and those people, in they remains average twenty five years as refugee globally.、Hmm. Those people being recognized as as refugee, but most people they are not even given refugee stand.、Uh, I mean, uh, uh, identity.、Mm-hmm. They never been seen as a refugee. And、uh, they are basically existing, but transparent. They're nobody.、Yeah. They're not individual. Their history has disappeared. They they don't. They cannot speak their language, their their religion, or belief or neighborhood. Nothing's there. How could they survive? So every of them, I would say, if they their their home still there or become safe, they won't go back. That's that's so clear, you know, and、uh, I see refugees has been out for three generations. When they see me, they still hold a key of that door in their hands. That street is also dis- disappeared,、mm-hmm. you know. That town is not existing, but they still hold the key. They think that that belongs to them. You're interviewing people at, I guess, the lowest point in their lives, and. You know, I'm thinking of a few people in the film that you know they break down crying, and I guess I wonder. You know, you said you interviewed so many、uh, refugees. Does it ever, I guess, personally affect you, their stories? I don't know how how I'm personally affected. I I grew up as a refugee. My father was uh, punished uh, to exiled for twenty years, so. Till today, I realize, okay, I never had a home myself. You know, we've been pushed out from our home. Then we, the the whole life, we're being forced to go to another place and another place. Is none of them are dis, and、uh, decided by us. And then we cannot even say no because, as enemy of the state, and、uh, you you only worry about your life as long as you can still. Be alive. There's, n- there's nothing you can bargain. Is there something about documentaries that are the right way to tell this story of refugees? Documentary is、uh, serves、uh, the purpose for me to understand the world and、uh, have to face in those people. What it's not. I have the documentary idea. Then start to make a documentary. I always pull myself into the situation. 
Then I realized that should be documented. I realized what I have seen should also to let other people have a chance to to also see it. You know, we are living in the world. We cannot see the tech the technical matter are very simple. You can easily record anything, and、uh, so that put us in a, a strong moral challenge. We cannot say we don't know it. We haven't seen that, so people, once they see it, the situation facing the situation, then they have to come out their own conclusion. Do you want to continue making stories about refugees, or do you want to do something else? Well, it's not I want to make refugee films. It's a, a film. I'm. I'm uh, it's my obligation, and.、Uh, I have the liberty to travel, and、uh, I have uh, uh, easy for me to record stories, and、uh, I just sh- put in this kind of shareable,、uh, you know, film, or you know, we are making another one this year, and also about、uh, Myanmar, Bangladesh,、uh, you know, Rohingya refugees. So it comes so、uh, natural; it's not、uh, a big decision. Well, I want to thank you so much for spending so much time with me. And、uh, again, I really was moved by both Human Flow and the rest. And、uh, thank you so much for giving us this time. Thank you. Thank you for interviewing me. And that's the podcast. Look for the rest when it hits theaters. Human Flow is available to stream on Netflix. If you like what you heard. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and better yet, tell a friend. If you want to get in touch, write us at ondocs@tvo.org or follow me on Twitter at colinellis81. Thanks to producers Chantal Berganza and Matthew Amara, and production support coordinators Nikki Ashworth and Jonathan Howell. Our podcast manager is Hannah Sung. We'll catch you at the next screening. <laughs>